0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 840, a conversation with John Dell. welcome to the comic shenanigans podcast i'm your host adam chapman this is episode 840 it's our another it's another conversation with john dell he was uh, most recently on the show for episode 832 so eight episodes ago back on uh, december the 10th uh so we uh, sat down to talk more about his history with comics uh basically whatever happened to well not whatever happened to all the things he worked on uh post Crossgen. because in our first conversation we kind of got up to the uh the cross years which would have been around what early 2003 2004 when it all kind of imploded uh so we talked about you know that last time, and this time we kind of moved into how he kind of moved on. Um, and we talked about some of the collaborations he's had in comics, working with Adam Kubert, um, Mark Bagley, and others. So, uh, this was a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to John, and, uh, I think you're, you'll dig it as well. He has an interesting perspective, and, uh, you know, he's a very self-effacing, um, you know, but, uh, he's such a he's such a great anchor, and he's really good at uh, bringing out the best in certain, uh, pencil, well, in a lot of pencilers and a lot of people he works with. So, uh, I'm really interested, I was really excited to present this episode. And you can always email me at comic shenanigans, comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and let's get right into the conversation with John Dell. Enjoy. John, welcome back to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. How are you today?
1: Uh, doing well. Hello, everybody. Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs>
0: Um, so just to bring us up to speed, the last time that we chatted, we kind of got all the way up to the cross-gen years. And so I just thought that this time we'd kind of cover cover some of the, uh, you know, kind of the coming out of cross-gen. You really uh, took hold at Marvel, I would say. And uh, you've been, you know, you got a lot of big projects that right out of kind of coming back from cross-gen. So I just wanted to talk about what it was like kind of working in the uh, the Ultimate office and working on books like the Ultimate Fantastic Four with uh, with the q
1: that was beautiful uh, right off the bat i you know when i got out of question um i kind of started reaching out and reestablishing contacts some of them thought i died because <laughs> uh, you know even though we were constantly working and busy across here it was like um it was almost like we kind of disappeared we had loyal fans that loved what we did and you know but, but for the most part uh you know, we were kind of huddled together like a little, you know, like, almost like a little life raft across him. And then when I, when I came out, I was like, uh-oh, now what? Uh, Lisa and I were still in Tampa. And uh, one of the people I called was Adam. Because he said, well, if you ever need anything, you know, give me a call. And and so I, I did. And that was right around the time, um, it was looking for an acre for, uh... You know, for for uh, Fantastic Four, and I was more than happy. Uh, Lisa's one of my one of Lisa's favorite characters has been the thing. And uh, I, I mean, I, I just love the FF. And the fact of you know of jumping right in on the Fantastic Four of Marvel up to Crossman was just oh, that was just, that was lo- and his pencils, man. If if you had seen his pencils, how pretty they were. Uh, it was just a love connection right there. <laughs> now I'm
0: curious. I mean, so you, you work you work with Adam, and, and again, you guys are doing a magic. But at what? How? I'm curious what the timeline was, because around this time, uh, when you you had been working on Ultimate Fantastic Four, you start working on a pretty big book of the mid-2000s, which was Young Avengers, and you're kind of the, I think, secret sauce between... And whenever I think of Jim Chung's artwork, I always think of Justin Ponzer's colors, and unfortunately, obviously, he's, he's not with us anymore, but you're the secret sauce there as well, because you're right between the two.
1: I miss Justin. Uh, Justin was such a beautiful person. Uh, you know, just even from CrossGen, I knew him. Um, but yeah, Jim Jim was someone uh, at CrossGen. Uh, we sat in the we had the same cubicle he and I. Hmm. And uh, you know, I always wanted to work with him because look at his pencils and and Don Hils was just doing such a good job on that stuff. And I was like envious. And uh, so we kept. Jim and I, Jim and myself um, wanted to do something together we had done a few covers um, you know just back and forth stuff maybe a short story on Spider-Man um, and when he was getting the Young Avengers he brought me in early and showed me other the character designs and and that was, that was just perfect timing. I mean, most of my career has just been that. I've just been fortunate enough to know uh, people who draw you know, awfully, awfully good. Mm-hmm. And I've just been in the right place at the right time, just a phone call away. And uh, man, again, uh, the script for that, fantastic. and. Uh, Jim's sense. Anyone who's a fan of Jim, he almost draws the whole page on the back before he draws it on the front. If you look at his originals, mm. um, and uh, Jim, as much as I love him, um, my wife refers to him as the little maker because uh, he stuff takes you almost. I mean, the, the amount of time I spend on the page I'm I'm literally in my room my studio which is part of the house uh, I, and I, I'm like there 12, almost 12 hours a day trying to make you know trying to, to do what I do I'm and when I'm done the page I love the pages um, they're some of the last things I want to sell or part with but you know I'm, I'm like I'm like a ghost in the house when I'm working on Jim.
0: <laughs> i'm curious like when you start working on a project like that like it's 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 hard to remember now but i like i remember as a consumer seeing the promotion so sort of the promo materials coming out and everyone you know very much being like oh what's this thing and i don't think anyone from a, a fan perspective really knew just how special it was going to be and how it was not going to be anything that really anyone was expecting but it was going to be so much better and i mean again it's a top flight creative team um you know and i feel like you know, Jim Chung obviously was had been at Marvel before CrossGen, but CrossGen, I felt like, it was the real kind of coming-out party for him. And then when he came over to Marvel, he really exploded into one of the, like, kind of the top talents, even though he really was always there. just, you know, not enough people appreciated it. And then suddenly he's doing Young Avengers, and this book just explodes. Did you have any sense that it was going to be that kind of lightning rod of a book, or were you just like, this is a pretty cool story, I hope it works?
1: I think, um... I'm not sure. Uh, I just, well, I, I know, um, I I hoped, I think when I started doing the book, um, introducing a whole new batch of characters, I think Marvel went into heavy promotion with the, um, they printed a book that talked about four of Marvel's young hopefuls for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Maybe mean, I mean, Ariel Olivetti. um was like you know, young future kind of thing. Um, so they, I think Marvel was pinning that on him, saying he was gonna be a future great. Um, I mean, I, I just always thought he was awesome. I I didn't have much. A lot of people actually put it into the script because the writing um, was was above. Uh, a lot of this, the script was above average. Um, Jim's art was there. Uh, Justin, I mean, the people on that book that that was not uh, not a common pairing. We had a every, every you know. I, I don't mean to include my inks because i you know I do what I do, but. The the, the the raw talent on that book was just incredible um, I, I'm sorry I wish I could have spent more I'm sure all of us could have, would have loved to have spent more time on but it was exhausting it was draining doing that you know on schedule the amount of um, work we put into it uh, Just, just you know and then the response, the initial response was, was very welcome. Um, and it did inspire us to keep pushing and doing it because uh, it wasn't just an overwhelming, you don't get that in fandom that often, mm. where it's just in, you know, it, it, during the, you know, when the first teacher comes out, just this big old, you know, Welcome of the book. It wasn't like uh, there was a, a little bit of curiosity you know, is Hawkeye what kind of relationship is it? And Marvel kind of kept that under the their hat. Like they, I don't think Marvel even knew for sure how they wanted that to you know play out. But they played it good. They played it well. Um, it was and, and, you know, and now of course um, with. The fact that it might end up on the big on the big screen, um, you know, excited again to see how much of what we put on the paper actually winds up translating into big, you know, big movie size screens. Especially, you know, Jim's visuals. How much of that will they capture? Um, how much will they keep? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that Jim, Jim Jude Avengers um, cinematically. Uh, if you look at those pages, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. You know, the, gosh, that whole, that whole thing with uh, Kang was just, I mean, oh, I, I still... Think of that as some of my best work ever. That and Mystic, and uh, I mean, it, it just—I I don't know if I ever want to work that out hard again. <laughs> it was just—it really was. It really was a special time. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm curious. Around that same period, not long after, I guess you were doing a, a lot of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man with with Mark Bagley, and obviously, you and Mark have Worked a lot over the years. Uh, what What is special about your collaborations together? Because obviously, that still continues to this day.
1: Uh, Mark, again, he's, he's just, um, we, I think we worked briefly together, just at yeah, you know, we did, uh, I may have done a few covers I think that that's how mostly uh most of my collaborations start uh I did I I know they brought me in because um, uh, sometimes sometimes an editor uh feels that, that the book maybe uh might need a helping hand to, to help reach a deadline and uh you know, I'll call up an editor, and, and they'll say, "Well, we have six pages of this, please really help it out." And I, you know that that's a, that's a way to introduce yourself to a new penciler. Hmm. And I know I'd helped out on a few pages um, with Mark somewhere. Uh, maybe there's was an issue of Amazing, um, and it was easy. It was fun. It was uh, Mark draws. Um, he draws in the way you would think Marvel would look all the time uh, or should look all the time uh, All the he doesn't do finished pencils they're finished but not like Jimmy Chung where it's like a, you know, you say he almost does etching hmm. um, Mark is like this is what you need to tell the story this is what I would like the, the, the drawing to look like um, you know he shades it and shadows it and does everything that you need and when I get them I, I sometimes like will go I might add a touch to the background uh, put a few personal touches into it I take all the information he gives me and I just have fun with it uh, It's it's over to Adam or Andy in uh, and, and, and like that uh, you know he's he's like he's just a real he, he just he hands me he hands me the football and says go bring it across the finish line <laughs> that's really all I can say is um, you know whereas Jim is like you know it's a touchdown here you know the glory. <laughs> Mark's like, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna get in here. You're gonna work hard with me, you know, and um, and just uh, Mark, Mark just sets me up just right. I uh, just, you know, and it, it satisfies the um, my own uh, creative, uh, I guess, spark as well. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious what it's uh, like. Obviously, like Mark seems to be you know, again one of those artists um, that you've worked with. Probably, maybe maybe not the most, but definitely like has had a longer series of collaborations with. Another of the more recent names, I guess, would be Giuseppe Coley and I'm curious like how how that differs because obviously like his style is a little bit different a little bit kind of different influences and background in terms of art you know art and storytelling so how does that differ in terms of what you what kind of visual information you get from him and that you have to apply your inks towards
1: Kevin um he's if you look at his style um we did the uh, ultimate no we did uh Superior Spider-Man mm-hmm. and uh I I, 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 he's really, his fences are fairly tight. Uh, if, if you just, if you print, you almost could print from his fences, put it that way. Wow. Um, they're, they're nice and dark. Uh, they're tight. Everything is there. It's very bold. Almost like, if, uh, if you can imagine, um, I, I think he's, Somewhere, I'm I'm not sure. I'm gonna take a stab and say maybe he lives in Italy. Um,
0: I think that's right because
1: yeah. So he grew up reading American American comic books. Probably around the same age I did. Because um, his style, almost to me, seemed vaguely uh, like Sabashima's Hmm. And probably, you know, that was one of his influences as he was younger. But not seen through American eyes, more like um, his, his own spin. Um, you know, like, like, like okay, here, i um, trying to figure a way to put it. In America, when I grew up, my Pencilers were John Byrne, um, Michael Golden, um, you know, and, and Salabashima, but everything else around me was also American. I didn't have a heavy influence except maybe from some, um, some Spanish, uh, like whoever was doing, Warren at the time, mm-hmm. the Breeze, you know, those guys, um. And he has a, a, a an almost Italian dramatic flair. That's so. It's like I guess if you picture Sawashima through European influences, um, it's it's just it's just pretty. Because <laughs> um, it was it was like he had he had obviously European influence mixed in with someone. As American as well. I don't know how that sounds. Except to say that you saw the European sensibilities in when he, you know, when he when he ran as a kid, hmm. uh, and it was just, you know, it was just it was just fun. <laughs> uh, we did the cover first, and. and I think i with him. I inked a few pages of amazing of Spider-Man because I think it was the one that previous to Superior, or, yeah. And when that came up, the editor sent me a cover, and I guess they liked how that turned out, and we started with Superior, which was fun because um, I think no one liked Superior. <laughs> Everyone was pretty much set to hate Superior, and I think to show how good a series it was, if if well, the writer made a character that everybody is pre-programmed to hate before it even shipped, and no one wanted to stop reading uh, midway through, mm-hmm. uh, he managed. We managed. To, or I say, we, I'm just a week on that one. They managed to uh, take a character that was almost universally hated and and turn him into a, uh, somebody who, or a, a thing that no one wanted to let go. Hmm. And I was sad; wouldn't uh, would when, when, you know, stop doing that because I would really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Now, a question I have is: uh, you know, in the early early, I guess, teens, or really just around like 2009, 2010, when you are doing a lot more kind of cover work um, for DC. I'm curious how you ended up on Trinity. I mean, when I think of Trinity, I think of it as the Mark Bagley book, but it's unique that you know you do a bunch of covers there. I think there's like seven or eight covers that you do inks over, but instead of inking over Mark, you're inking over Shane Davis. So I'm curious how that gig kind of came about, and what was it like to to ink Shane?
1: What I... I... Sometimes I just I, I, I have to be honest. Um, editors just like to get things done, and, you know. If if it falls to a schedule, if, if they're like, okay, an editor has to say, well, I need to get this done. Hey, and, and then they start fishing. And uh, John, do you have time for this? Yeah, I got time. Um, and and and. You know, the editor's familiar with what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll ask the pencil or the last defense give me a short list of people you want to do this. And I think that plays into it more importantly than anything. Mm-hmm. And they go down the list. If I say, uh, you know, I, I wish I could. I don't have time right now. I'm a little busy. Uh, then they go, okay, well, the pencil wanted this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And they just go down the list, and if, if I'm on that list and everyone else is a little busy, and they'll try to get, well, me, I, I know I, I like to try to get at least three or four covers mm-hmm. um, for one pencil, that way at least, I only get to keep one out of three. So it sucks if I get to do two covers over one day, like, I, you know, I'm... Like, oh, come on, one more! (laughs) I at least get to keep one of them. Uh, And that's a a little bit of greedy on me. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's just one cover, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's a run uh, or an arc. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the penciler will just, he'll find a hole in his schedule, and if he knows what the uh, next couple issues will be he's already done his thumbnails they've already been approved and it's easy for the penciler if he has a few time you know a whole new schedule to just knock out four covers and then you know the editors have to say okay well who, do, who would I like think these and the, the pencil will give him a short list and uh, and that's how that works hmm. very cool so that was me just you know, having an editor on my side I had never worked or talked to Shane, uh, but I know one of the ones to keep thinking
0: on his covers because they were fun. Hmm. Now, a good question about kind of you know other inkers in the game. What what other what inkers currently working in the business do you find that you're the most impressed by, or that you sometimes are like, oh man, I wish I could do a little bit more like that, or like who who impresses you that's currently working today?
1: Oh, right off the Bat. I would have to say. uh Who's he Superman right now? Uh I can't think of his name. Uh, Pop Pablo? No uh Tarn- Prado. Joe Prado?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh, he's awesome. Uh I, I my hat's off to him. Um Dexter Vines is always gonna be uh one I think one of the better, just just what he does with Steve Nippon. Mm. Um anybody I knew going uh, anybody I knew that's still working now from uh, um, you know I, I still looking I wish there was more carry let me think um, hmm. uh, Mark uh, darn it I'm,
0: I'm drawing such a blank, um, because there, there are a lot of really good anchors I, I did but put you in the spot I, there
1: yeah I'm, I'm um, Mark Morales Oh, yeah. uh, he does a really good job on Jim. Fantastic, fantastic.
0: Uh... When when you have a, a like a sustained collaboration with someone, so someone like Mark or like Jim or like Adam and you you know and someone else is inking their work cuz obviously that's going to happen from time to time you're not always going to be able to do inks on these people you know what is it like is it is it like seeing someone sleep with your wife like you know like having someone <laughs> someone else doing these inks when you would love to be you know getting a crack at those pencils no i i honestly
1: go okay so that's how uh, you know I, I there's a give and take it's like um like i, I, I think if you talk to Jim Chung um, I'm sure he gives uh, Mark and I because I think we work with him more than anybody. Um, I think he gives us both as much love, but there are things that Mark brings to the table that he likes, and there are things that I bring to the table hmm. that he likes. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that I, I've. Uh, ever really in, I, I you know I uh, let's say let's say if I look at somebody like um, well if I get if I got a hold of um, Steve McDivitt pencils mm-hmm. well naturally I'm going to go say okay well how's Dex mm. been handling Steve and uh, I say okay because so, you know, i I have Steve's pencils on my desk and uh, and they're intimidating you know, you've seen his stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hmm, you know, where where do I jump in and how do I apply myself? I'll look at something Dex has done on him or Mark Marlis and go, okay, so that's, yeah, okay, I can see that and and, and I'll apply it. But then my own instincts tip, you know, chip in the more, the more confident I grow in what I'm doing, the more I might break from what I saw them do. And I'll, it allows me, like, okay, because I know if I can almost kind of do what they're doing here, and all it just needs is that, okay, get in the zone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, any, any... I, I swear, I swear! I don't know how to explain this. I am so unconfident when I start up age. Um, I, I, I despise... Uh, what I'm doing while I'm doing it. I can't, I, I see myself just doing everything wrong until I feel like I understand what the pencil is doing. Mm. Um, it, there's a click that happens somewhere on the page where it's like, oh, okay. And that's when things start to get a little easier. But that's also where I risk really taking over the page, and that's the last thing that I want to do mm-hmm. so It's like a balance between uh being confident enough to breathe and not so overconfident that I decided to finish his instead of inks um Danny Mickey is someone who you know he's gonna do such a job on that that book that, that everybody's just gonna get blown away you can see his style right away um and it's it's something I almost have to refrain from because if I'm not as good an artist as him for one thing, so if I do overtake and overcompensate what the pencil brings, I might make it worse. I might make it. I, I actually might destroy what the pencil are trying to do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the artist that they are. Um, you know, or, or like you know. Um, Let's say let's say Justin. Uh, Justin is gonna make it so pretty when he's done. Mm-hmm. But you won't be able to tell if it was done by John Byrne or Sabashima or Jack Kirby. It's gonna look like Joe, we'll see, you know, it like uh, mm-hmm. And I don't, as as awesome as he is, it's to me it's more finishes than inks. Mm-hmm. And I tend to be more of I want to finish the page. But I don't want
0: to take over the page so I bury the pencil. If it's, and, it sounds like you know, such a delicate uh, a delicate balance that you have to constantly tightrope as an anchor, because as you said, like you want to you want to echo you know the the spirit and what's really going on in the pencils. You don't want to overpower it, but you still want to bring something to it, but not enough that it becomes, as you said, like less of a, a Bagley page and more of a John Dell page. So, I mean, I can't even imagine having to do that tightrope every day.
1: It's, yeah, it's just a matter of, um, I just, I want, I want to, I, want to I, I almost think of myself as a, um, I, my, my job as an inker is to make the pencils dark enough to be printed. Hmm. If that makes any kind of sense. I, I just want to add clarity. Um, I don't want to overwhelm. Um, I don't want to take, I don't want the pencil to call me up in the middle and I go, uh, well that's kind of what I drew, but now it looks like you drew it. you know? <laughs> uh, like, like Kevin Nolan is someone who is such a great, fantastic artist, and if, if let's say if I was a penciler and I knew Kevin Nolan or Carlos Jansen was gonna, or Bill Sienkiewicz was going to be my anchor, I was just giving breakdowns. I wouldn't even try because at the end, my style, you, you'll recognize maybe my, my layouts, my design, but it's going to look like a Bill Sinclair drawing. It's going to look like a, a Kevin Nolan or or, or Klaus Jensen. Mm-hmm. Those guys are fantastic artists, and I am not by any stretch as talented as they are with, you know, artist-wise. I got a nice strong line with, as an anchor, and I think that's where I kind of feel my my niche is in the creative process. Hmm. I'm I'm the guy who's basically, you know, you, you plug me in, and, and I I bring the pencils out as strong as I can, and that's it. Now now you can now they, you can get these colored, um, and that's pretty much great. You know, I, I keep myself mm-hmm. it's fulfilling there
0: so here's a question um, so like right now you've been working on you know Amazing Spider-Man you know the big kind of you know the big the big Spider-Man book um, and you're doing that with Mark um, what else can we look forward to kind of seeing you work on and what other collaborations might be coming up besides working on uh, Spider-Man with Mark I really don't
1: see myself doing anything but Spider-Man with Mark uh Mark um, and I, um, I think we're so happy working together wherever he goes. I've told him, um, hey, I've hitched my wagon to you. Uh, Let's go. Let's storm the building. Let's see what happens. Because I think we enjoy working with each other a lot. And we're, I guess, old enough dogs to know that, that we're lucky to be doing what we're doing and we want to keep doing it and as long as Marvel and DC want to give us their best toys to play with we're happy playing with them together uh we I, I've done some covers um a few covers I wish I could talk about uh with the first things that are coming up um I've got to do some of my favorite covers with them um I've got to do some really fantastic toys of characters that I've always wanted you know um you know, he's he's just got that. When I read comics when I was around nine, I guess um, that's how comics looked. Mm. Uh, the the only thing that's changed is the characters, the costumes on some of the characters. And when I think of what's Mark, it's almost like that part of me uh, that grew up reading comics is kept. Really happy because it, he draws like, a, like I saw things when I was a young, you know, a kid getting into comics. And we get to work, and it looks—it makes a kid in me happy uh, when I'm done. Uh, so many, so many new books, so many new artists. Um, don't I didn't draw pretty comics in the '70s. i us hmm. put it that way. I guess. And I kind of wish at times I didn't either because I like what they're doing. and I wish I drew like them, but I don't. I draw just like what I remember reading as a kid. Hmm. And I'm happy working with Mark because it seems like he had that same, I guess, uh, part of him that maybe does that. We just, we just seem to hit together really well. So... Um,
0: I mean, if it works, it works, I right? I mean, if you guys are that good a team and, and that's in step and simpatico, then why why do anything else, right? Why not you know continue to work with each other for as long as you possibly can? Yeah, it ain't broke. So,
1: you know, just... Uh, and something could happen uh, in five years and then uh, I get a call from an editor, Mark, maybe. Mark is so fast, man. He could be... Uh, he, for all I know, he could be... Making plans to do something with Captain America, uh, or or what, or whoever knows, whoever knows. You know, I don't really ask, and sometimes we don't we don't know where we're going to be two years from now. You know, the arts artists and the acres and the writers, we don't know. We don't have. I think we discussed about long runs mm-hmm. at one time. Where you, know, Kurt Swan knew he was going to until he died. Uh, you, it's like you spent when you had a ca- character or a comic it was a lifetime. It was your, you know, that was your job for until you retired. Uh, now with today's market uh, six months to a year really is all you can expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know, they're looking to put to a change up get some bring in the new the new fan new fan base it's like a, it's a, I, I'm happy to work in five and six months perch right now as long as the new as long as I know that there's a place to land after you know, that run is over so I I don't I I I hopefully uh, we'll, we'll work for for a long time but um well I, I hope so too good. I hope so too awesome yeah uh, I've I've got a nice long career behind me I'm I'm not ready to quit yet I'm ready to keep going on and on and I've 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 been lucky enough to have that uh, to have that so
0: well, again, John, thank you for spending uh, so much time with us and just talking about your career. It's again, I, I always enjoy seeing your inks and seeing your name in the credits, and I, I know that you know there's going to be a sure hand on the inks even if you don't always feel that way when you're going in but uh, yeah and uh, I've loved your collaborations with uh, again some of the best collaborators in the business Mark Bagley Jim Chung Adam Kubert like I don't those are some of the top names and the fact that you were able to work over them and uh, you guys work so well together really speaks to your high quality as well
1: I'm a lucky man man I I, I always think uh, I'm the luckiest kid on my block (laughs) Uh, Because I have the coolest toys to play with, and I can do it all at home home, uh, with Lisa and the kids growing up. I've been fortunate enough to, to, even through the the madness of last year, uh, everything, you know, the virus and all that stuff, I've managed to sit sit at my little desk and just really keep working, keep, you know, and, and... I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, thanks, Al, by the way, for the kind words. And I, this, was, this was really nice. I liked it. I like going down memory lane. It
0: was a lot of fun. Wow, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we got to take that journey together. So thanks again. And, uh, yeah, we can, we'll ch- hope maybe we'll chat again some point in the future and talk about other projects. All
1: right, awesome, great. All right. And thanks a lot.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, well, you all take care. Nice talking.